RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? All right, guys. I don't know what's happening with the camera. It doesn't look that good, but it might just be my face. All right. <laughs> but I'm bump. Maybe that. I don't know. Something is wrong with it. I guess I'll have to invest in another camera. You know, this is what I'm talking about. It never chiching chiching. It's like <laughs> liberal media. Okay. All right. Whatever. Um, my name is Tara Devlin, and this is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy. And I mean, just think about that. Don't those words ring in your heart? And doesn't it feel better? When you're working, well, when your motivation, you're operating from a position of decency, dignity, democracy. Oh, it's, it's, it's enough to make you weep. And I do. If you're a regular watcher and listener of the show, I, I, I weep a lot. <laughs> I pro- I th- did I weep last night? Well, I wouldn't call it weeping. So weeping is like, right? It's more, I weep when I'm alone. That's for sure. I weep when I, when I visit Calvary Cemetery in my, near my house in Queens. And I see the headstones of young, young men who gave their lives fighting fascism. I told you guys, there's one grave I pass regularly that, his name is smaller. It's just, is it, well, right on the headstone, it says in big letters, bigger than his name and every other text on the headstone, it says Normandy invasion. That's all you need to know. So this young man who gave his life, he died at the age of 20, storming the beaches of Normandy. You know, he's one of those... Probably one of, no, actually, one of, of course, he's not one of those behind Trump. But, you know, it makes you think of the people that uh, were lying in their cold early graves when Trump was in, which, I mean, Trump was in Normandy for the 75th anniversary of the invasion, uh, which in, in itself I find offensive, that that scumbag, that draft-dodging, tax-cheating, dictator-wannabe conman was commemorating the, the, the people who he should keep, you, keep their names out of your mouth, conman. And, oh, I, always, I, I remember that. Now it's all coming back to me. And this is why we're swirling the bowl and fighting a fascist coup that I thought January 6th would be the end of it. It's... <laughs> It wasn't the end. It wasn't even the beginning. It wasn't even the beginning of the end, Churchill. It was, or the end of the beginning. It was just the next, it was just another day in the insurrection. But the him going to Normandy and using the, the headstones as a backdrop as he, as he talked to the faux news propagandists calling nervous Nancy. Remember? They have so 
they have so diminished us as a, as a country and as a, they've diminished our community. They've diminished us as a country. They've embarrassed us, but they don't have, they don't, they don't have the intelligence or the morality to be embarrassed. That's the problem. Because to be embarrassed, that requires a level of humanity. We get embarrassed. You know, Mother Nature programmed us with that emotion, the feeling of embarrassment. It's a way we keep each other in check. That's what it is. That's why we have these emotions. That's why the the oxytocin chemical is released when we give something to another creature, just like when we receive something, because we're in this together, you know? But the Republicans, I mean, well, the founders in all their hypocrisy, of course, they were in it together with each other, the straight white, well, straight acting, cis acting white men. We're expanding the franchise, but the Republicans, they understand that their their days are numbered if if democracy um, if they're if they meet normal people on the field of ideas, their days as a political party as they are constructed or constituted now they are over those days are you know they would be over they know that and they don't want to they don't want to change. See, that, there's a way to overcome that, and it's called democracy. It's called building the coalition, knocking on doors, you know, doing the work of democracy. Make your case, traitors. But they can't. They don't want to make the case because that takes too much work. They're lazy. R- corruption, the corrupt scums are lazy, you know they want to some they want to talk about people who are lower on the ladder need to be taught the dignity of work somebody needs to teach them the dignity of work teach matt gets the dignity of work please somebody teach madison cawthon the dignity of work teach marjorie taylor green the dignity of work somebody teach her dignity while you're at it too because oh, we know, oh, well, they oh, well, teach. What's her other? What's the other one? Um, Lauren Bobart. Just pick a, pick a name. Somebody better start teaching them some dignity. I guess the mic is too hot. Sorry. I lowered it a little. It's, well, you know, I'm listening to my own thoughts now, and I'm thinking the Democrats, that's the way they need to fight, right? When they, when, um, Somebody goes after working people. Oh, they need to. They're takers. They need to learn the dignity of work. Well, what a, what a different world it would be if Democrats said, yeah, um, who's going to teach? Who's going to teach the Coke bro or whatever? You know, pick a pick a uh, who's going to teach Donald Trump Jr. the dignity of work or Ivanka. Who's going to teach her? I was going to say Ivanka Trump Jr. Because, <laughs> I mean, she basically is. Somebody teach her the dignity of work. There's no dignity. They, somebody teach them dignity. God damn it. Let's see. 
Well, I'll show you something. I'll show you dignity. Right now. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Wrong button. You want to see the dignity of work? There we go. <laughs> no, no. I, I just Googled by accident Ivanka dignity and nothing came up. Of course not. Ivanka. Hold on. It'll be worth it. I swear. I swear. Oh. <laughs> Where? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Teach. Here's Ivanka. And modeling, I suppose, the dignity of work. What a. Oof. You see where we live, everyone? That's, that's the daughter of the so-called president of the United States. The dignity of, you know, the Jesus lover. Well, I guess now she's, she's Jewish. She's a Jew for jewelry, in my opinion. She's not a Jew for um, any other reason. Jew for jewelry. And please... Somebody needs to teach. Forget the, they. They mixed it up. Dignity and work. They. They thought because of the Republicans and well, Trump in themselves, just the Trump crime family have no dignity. So when somebody said, "Ivanka, can you? Uh, we're going to do a, show, a photo shoot on the dignity of work. Can you show up and um, just help us by modeling the dignity of work for all these plebs that." They don't know anything about dignity, much less work. Who's going to teach them? Uh, they're getting too uppity in, the, in between the three uniquely American low-paying jobs with no retirement security or where they have to, well, they can't save $400. Ugh. That's, okay, 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 okay. Imagine, all right, let's play the game. We have to always do it. It's the different rules for different different people. Um, imagine this was Malia Obama. All right. Could you effing imagine? These Republicans are... It's pathological. It's unbelievable. Hold on. Well, why am I saying we'll be right back? We're not going anywhere. That's loud. Boom, bum, bum, that's the dignity of work, everybody. And for people on the podcast who aren't uh, doing, who aren't looking at the screen, it's a picture of Ivanka um, leaning into a jackhammer in a bathing suit, a one piece with her side boob. She's got plenty of side boob and a, I don't know what the hell you're doing at a construction site. She's at an actual construction site. There's no, I mean, if you live in New York, you know. You're working around some parts. You'll see there'll be the the road will be ripped up. It's usually not the whole road because the there's a lot of traffic going on, and that's why you see the um, the you know the boards there that that cordon it off. That's what it looks like to me. Like one of these side of the sidewalk. Um, construction jobs and she decided i guess to show up one day 
and at the guys, the guys must be, they must have had a field day with this one. And she walks on the rubble in high heels? What are you doing? It's, it really is the perfect shot that personifies and just sums up the Trump crime family. Well, there should be money and uh, blood flowing somewhere and also a bunch of suckers. Just, uh, I guess the suckers can be in the background chugging Trump Network vitamins. But it's, uh, it goes to show you how useless a Republican and, well, a Trump, just a Trump truly is. For uh, who else would show up? I mean, I know it's just a photo shoot. She's not actually working. That's that would be a bridge too far for Republicans. They don't. This is, but this is what I mean. You show up with your high heels and your bikini. I mean, in your one piece and your side boob, to do what? To stand there and lean into a jackhammer. You can't even put somebody put that jackhammer on. I wish. And watch her, uh, watch her side boob become a full boob. And I'm not talking about her breasts. She's just a boob. This is boob. This is the, what, what they have done to this country. They, it's an embarrassment. If only it was an embarrassment of riches, but those go to the top. And that's why they have to divide us. We're going to talk about that. And before we do, I want to say thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Let's hope. I look very green. That's the camera for some reason. I couldn't find the settings. The, uh, the rest of it is all me. I understand. Okay. And Jim, thank you for your super chat. As always, you mean a lot to me, Jim. You do. You're just seeing your name there. And I know it's going to be okay. And thank you, River, for your super chat. And thank you for your comment. Tara, you're great. No, you are. God damn it. You are. I, I mean, I don't feel great. but Great. I wish. I wish I was great. I don't know. I'm just... I should keep that... I should not talk about that. <laughs> Sometimes I say things. All right. I get, first of all, I have to. What is this thing that I'm doing? Not talking into the mic now. It's like it's like a new thing I've developed. This is better, actually. It's probably better because I can. You can't see my face. I'll do a show like this. <laughs> no, I won't. You might want me to. All right. Um. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin if you can. Even at $2 a month, it means it makes a difference because the more people we get to sign up, the better it, it is. You know how it is. And that goes for liking and subscribing on YouTube and everywhere else and spreading the word. Join our Tara Buster Facebook page and blah, 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 all that Something is in my... Okay. Oh, thank you, JLZJ, for your super chat. Yep. Work 50 to 60 hours a week for 50 years. Most of it labor I learned... Most of it labor I learned to love. But then get downsized before my pension? Uh, and Well, that's horrific. And I'm really sorry to hear that. 
But here, this is what they do. Because there's, you're nothing. We're nothing to them. It's about, well, why would they want to pay you a pension when you are, you're expendable. That pension needs to go to some Wall Street bankster. You know, a kickback or a bonus for some, some, you know, parasite. I have to ask, how much longer are we going to take it? Really? How much? And, and all of these stories. I am, I'm really tired of being treated like uh, nothing but pawns from which to suck profit and discard. And it's, it's, of course, the Democrats have their hand. They have a part in this, and we talk about it, too. But the fact is, that's why we're in an autocratic coup right now. They are, they want it all. We've, we've been saying this for years with uh, Robin. When Robin and I, we, we ponder out loud, what, how much more do they want? I'm talking about Robin Kincaid, if anybody excuse me, from head on. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, so we would just ponder uh, in the middle of conversation, how, what more do they want? How much more? And the answer is always, they want it all. That's it. They want it all. They had it all. I mean, they just, they hate democracy. This is what it comes down to, because democracy, um, it gets in the way. It gets in the way of their laziness. To, uh, they want to steal, and they don't want to have to work for it, just like Kristen Cinema wants the Republican cons to be able to block voting rights legislation and not have to work for it. Block the fixes to the Voting Rights Act that we were trying to pass... <laughs> You know, so people wouldn't have to show passports and have their fingerprints taken to register to vote. I mean, that's, you know, here's the thing. The corporate media talks about Republican, I mean, I know I'm a big critic of the corporate media, but they talk about the Republicans, um, or they'll talk about the whole uh, Kristen Cinema blocking the filibuster. Oh, she's bipartisan, excuse me. Being bipartisan with the filibuster um, and uh, thwarting Joe Biden's friggin' voting bill. It's not Joe Biden's bill. But they never... Have you, any of you guys, heard anyone on mainstream media talk about what the Republicans are actually doing in their voter suppression horrible, the Republican dirty tricks. I don't hear that. You, all you got to do is say they're, they are passing laws that you, if this is in Arizona, you need a passport and fingerprints to register. Okay? That's okay for people? That doesn't sound a bit nefarious. In fact, I was talking to my aunt today and telling her, and she she didn't know the what was in the bill and she's she is somebody that watches the mainstream media because nobody's telling us nobody's telling the american people this we'll be right back hold on what am i saying that that's <laughs> that's only on fridays um let me lower that
because it doesn't really matter today. It's just really for me now on these other days so I can keep track of the time. And I'll probably just do a two-hour show tonight. Last night, we went long because I wanted to make up for the lost shows last week because I was sick. And I uh, I had a hard time getting to sleep, and I didn't have much sleep. That's probably why I'm... Whatever. And I want to say thank you, Shadowstar Ace, for your super chat and your beautiful little emoji with coffee. Cheers. And thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Why is it so hard for Republic clowns and their supporters to come back to reality? Well, I, I don't know. Let me think. It's because they've never been, they haven't been in reality for a long time since Rupert Murdoch got his slithering, scummy clutches around our democratic process. I mean, him, he's the cancer all across the world. It's great that he's finally getting recognized for it. Other people are pointing it out, world leaders and such. Like, of course, Jacinda Ahern. Ahern? Let's see. Who's the other one? Somebody. It was the former Australian prime minister. Former Australian PM. Let me see. Rupert. Murd. Murd Rock. Yes. Accuses. Let's see. This is from the Huffington Post. Former Australian ten, Australia ten. <laughs> I want to go to Australian ten. It sounds like a, a good place. Former Australian leader accuses Rupert Murdoch and Trump of crippling democracy. Yes, accuses. Right? You got to go. You can't go too hard on these fascists. You got to be fair, and both sidesy. I remember that. This was, that was when, uh, April of 21. But, oh well, it, go, it falls by the wayside for, you are fake news, right? Or something. Or Giuliani dripping black flop sweat. And, I don't know. Man, this, this country is really effed up. Uh, for example, it's right up my alley. Just before we went on air, I saw this. Of course, I always go on Twitter before we go on air just to peruse. Because usually when something's happening right away, it'll, it'll pop up on Twitter and I'll just get an alert. But right before I went on Twitter, I mean, run on the air. Where is it now? Now I can't find it. see there was a a story right at the top about here we go it was posted by inside edition actually <laughs> which means that it won't probably well maybe it'll get more i wonder what their 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 ratings are and their demographics Come to think of it, 
but still skews. It has a, I'm sure it has an older demographic. I don't think the kids are watching Inside Edition, are they? But there's a story. I'll show you. Let me show you my screen. This is it. Yeah. According to Erica Giduturi, Blue Cross Blue Shield won't pay for a liver transplant because the hospital where she was slated to receive the organ transplant is not on the list of, well, what they're calling blue distinction hospitals, meaning in network. Gidu Turi shared her story with, uh, with what the hell, Inside Edition. Of course. I, I'll play it. Hopefully I won't get hit with a copyright thing, but whatever. We, we'll play as much as we can. If I can. <laughs> Erica Gidu Turi needs Gidu -Turi. a liver transplant. She's been diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, which affects the duct between the liver and the small intestines. Are you scared? You know, I just, I want to see my kids grow up. I want oh. to grow old with you my husband. And well, maybe pull yourself up by your bootstraps and cure your cancer. Get your own liver transplant, right? My body, my whatever, my choice. Well, I don't know. <laughs> You're on your, your own. That's... I'm just trying to, trying to let you know. Here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, you're on your own. Okay, well, there's GoFundMe. You got GoFundMe, honey. All right, let, let's continue. Holidays in front of me are scary. Since August of 2021, she's been seeking medical treatment from radiation to chemotherapy at Emory University Hospital in Georgia. In December, she got the green light to be added to the hospital's organ recipient list. Except, it turns out, Erica says her insurance, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas, wouldn't pay for it because Emory is not on its list of blue distinction hospitals that offer transplants. I was pretty devastated, honestly, because this is, this is it for me. Like, we've been told that transplant is my best option. It's really kind of my only option. Erica thought her insurance carrier provided through the Zachary Group from her husband's job, which offers a self-funded health plan, had made an exception for her, since it already paid thousands in medical bills for treatments. Now, Erica's forced to drive nearly six hours south from her home in Forsyth, Georgia, to Jacksonville, Florida, to the Mayo Clinic. Do you think you'll get on the transplant list eventually at Mayo? That's my hope. And in order to get on their transplant list, which could be about a week from now, she needs more medical treatment and tests. It is so frustrating. So frustrating. I cannot even begin. I could have been listed for transplant as early as December 23rd on her Emory. Friends and family have offered to pay cash for the transplant, which could cost upwards of $600,000. But Emory University Hospital told her they don't take cash payments. The hospital didn't comment on the cash payments, but did tell Inside Edition, Emory Healthcare's top priority is to provide safe, quality care and treatment to all of our patients. And we advocate yeah. for our patients to obtain the care they need. Because of federal privacy laws, we cannot comment on individual patients. 
Erica's exhausted any other insurance options. I told that we could, you know, get a divorce and I would qualify for Gosh, more. Right. Videos like but vile. Get a divorce. Get a divorce. The group said in part. You see, if she got a divorce, then she would she would qualify because she probably um, she's getting her insurance through her husband's job. So she's probably working on her health. So she's not she doesn't have a uh, an income coming in, per se, on her own. She doesn't have her own job. So, she, you know, she should just go die. Why do we have health care? insurance tied to our jobs it's the stupidest thing and it off well we know it's it's not cost effective it's immoral it's disgusting it's unconscionable it doesn't work we cost we we pay more twice as much as the next most expensive health insurance offered all over the world we, we leave millions out Millions declare medical bankruptcy yearly. Thousands needlessly die, like hopefully not this woman, because of the greed of the insurance racket. And their, their suggestion is get a divorce so Uncle Sam can pay. That's what they're saying. If you get a divorce, you will have no income coming in, so you will qualify for Medicaid then. But you can't. You can't uh, qualify now. You have to get a divorce. Oh, well, we were, we're the country of family values or something. What about the families? What about the children? She has children. She said, I'd like to see my children grow up. I don't think that's too much to ask. I, 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 I don't know, guys, how much longer, how much longer, how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer are we going to get to allow the greed of a few to stand in the way of freedom? Freedom. That's what they're doing. Freedom and democracy. They're on all fronts. These greedy ghouls are, are in our system. These parasites. That's what they are. We better get a grip and message that. They're parasites. I don't... Uh, Jeff Bezos is a parasite. Oh, he's great. Great innovator. I mean, um, yeah. Amazon changed the world. Change the paradigm of the way we shop. He didn't do it alone. He had an idea, a bookstore online. Does that mean he gets to lord over the rest of us? No, absolutely not. But we have too many serfs in this country, and they're willing serfs. They're eager serfs, begging for a trickle. They want to be trickled on. It is pathetic. I'll do a show or I'll say something about Amazon and I will get comments and contacted by right-wingers. Amazon's a good job. You know, you're just jealous. I'm not je it's not about jealousy because the fact is, if I, for, if I were Jeff Bezos, if I suddenly was 
the person that came up with the bookstore online and it ballooned into this. And it's also with the help of government subsidies and a lot other, well, there was a lot of dirty tricks involved of them squeezing the little guy, but okay, we'll get into that another day. But if I were Jeff Bezos suddenly, I wouldn't be, um, ha I wouldn't ha need to go to space to see the big blue marble to pay my, my employees a living wage. Really, there's something sick about them. It's sickness. It's sickness. It's hoarding. It's just another form of being a hoarder. But you're worse because usually the hoarder will, they'll hurt themselves and they'll hurt their family and anybody who wants to help them, right? Like, you know, you're, you're affected by that. But they, they're they not hurting society as a whole. They're not killing thousands, needlessly killing. They're not bankrupting millions. And it's another way they divide us. We're divided because of the greed of a few. And I got to ask, how much longer are we going to take it? I I'm up to here with that. I'm up to here with the, um, you know, just the selfishness, the bullshit. But let's finish up. We're not permitted to comment on the health of our employees or dependents covered in our Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas health plan. When healthcare right. needs arise, we work diligently with our members to provide support and information regarding coverage. Exactly. I'm reading the chat and Terry Taylor says uh, regarding Bezos, he also had a lot of help from his wealthy parents. Yeah, of course. You, Blue Cross Blue Shield whoops, of Texas the, said in the a button. That's another example of it's white privilege, of course, and you know, it's invisible to them. They think they did it themselves. That's the way it is. I did it myself, like my little niece when she was a, a, a child, a little toddler. I do it myself. But that's not normal. It's not in a, you know, when you grow up, you don't behave like that because you learn the ways of the world. You're not a toddler anymore. But the greed, um, how much longer? I don't know. Until we start, until we don't accept it. I, 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 it reminds me, I mean, just remember um, during the Black Lives Matter protests, it is really a case in point how the Democrats came out and they all took a knee and they had the, uh, what do they call them, kente claws or whatever. Uh, am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? The traditional scarves. And they took a knee for the photo, for the photographers. And, you know, nobody wanted them to take it. Nobody asked, but they, they did it because that's the best they got. You know, they got they have these um, displays of something. I don't need them to take a knee and, and display, do do a display. I'll do that. Let the, I want them to pass laws. But... Anyway, the point in this um, reference is, you see, they did it because people pushed. They didn't go home. They, they didn't take no for an answer. They, they really had them, at least, these particular Democrats, 
and the Republicans had to give lip service to everybody believes in Black Lives Matter, of course, uh, but all lives, you know, they had to give lip service to, uh, we all agree what happened to George Floyd was horrible, and I don't even think they would have to agree on that anymore today. They've really tipped so far in just a few months. But, but it's a, it's just an example, even though the Democrats, of course, didn't goddamn pass anything, but why would they? Uh, how could they? They, they don't, the Republicans are mean. They might, they need to be nice to the Republican. All the, you know, can you imagine the Republicans walking into work, quote unquote, that day as the Democrats were taking a knee in the well? And they, can you imagine the laugh, the laughter? Like, look at these idiots. Knowing how weak how much it doesn't matter. Take a knee all effing day, if you must. But, you know, pass some living wage bill. How about take money out of politics? <clears throat> of course, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Especially with Nancy Pelosi in charge. Anyway, but it's it's an example. You We got to push. We got to keep pushing and never give up and never shut up and keep moving forward and challenging their greed. It's greed. And we're broken because we have one party that is a complete fascist party, and it's no going back for them. And we have another party that is, uh, I guess, I don't know, they're they're not really fascist, but they like uh, money. They like money. Kristen Cinema, Joe Manchin, they're living good. They're living high on the hog. Nancy Pelosi. All of these millionaires in Congress. How? What the hell is that? That used to be an aberration, especially in the House, because the House is supposed to belong to the people. That's the that's the body closest to the people. The Senate is the, um, you know, the old men club. Well, Senate literally means old men. But the Senate is supposed to be, that's the House of Lords. The House is the House of Commons. It's supposed to be, yeah, directly, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be more um, accessible to the American people. And it shouldn't be populated with how many millionaires? It's over 50% of the House members are millionaires. Now, that would be great if 50% of the American people were millionaires. But no, because greed is built into the system and it's broken. And we are, we're in big trouble because we got one party who's a fascist party and they're in the midst of a coup and another party pretending the problem is that they're going too far left. (sighs) Okay, and in the meantime, we have to live in the civilization, quote-unquote, that they they lay down for us. This is why the founders fought, you know? Because... Uh, well, we know about George Washington. He was pissed off because they were cutting into his, into his profits. He want, he bought some land in the uncharted territory, and one of the 
laws that the king, whatever the hell the king decreed was that the borders of uh, America, of British America, would end here, and that's it. Ma basically making Washington's land buy d with, uh, nothing, <laughs> worth nothing. Until, so, you know, no taxation without representation. That's another, um, that's another story. I love the way, well, one of the things that the traders, the capital insurrectionist traders say, oh, it's like 1776. It's like the Boston Tea Party. Now, uh, these people wouldn't know, they don't know a goddamn thing about the Boston Tea Party, except that, of course, the, the, the ones who participated in it um, were dressed as Native Americans. Oh, that's an, in a long, long white white boy's tradition of pretending um, you're of, you know, it's darker pigment people are the problem or doing something wrong. It's always some somebody with darker pigment, right? So, but the, the fact of the Boston Tea Party was they, it was, of course, no taxation without representation, but what that meant the East India Company were um, also, they had, it was sort of like what we're dealing with now. The, the members of parliament had shares in the East India Company, the British East India Company. And they, um, they, made, they decreed that there would be no tax on imported tea from, from the British East India Company, meaning that they were pricing the local distributors out of the market. And tea was a big thing. It's sort of like Starbucks, where people would go to the tea shops and hang out and talk about things. That's how, and trade pamphlets like Common Sense. The American Revolution began in those tea shops where people discussed what the hell was going on and all their outrages and shared you know, we don't have to live like this. But that's why they threw the tea in the harbor. You get it? I mean, you, I know you guys get it, but you don't hear that in history class. You they yeah, Boston Tea Party, what the hell is that? It was the first million-dollar act of vandalism against, well, the first in America, uh, well, Against wait, let me let me rephrase this. It was a million dollar act of vandalism against the first transnational corporation that was strangling, strangling the American people. Still at it, corporations are at it, but except now the American people, not us, the dummies, are, um, I guess, siding with the British East India Company. And, and and it's unreal. It's unreal, the stupidity. I love history. It's interesting to me. It's fascinating. It's stories. It's, it's like going to the movies all the time, reading and learning about the people that came before us. I don't know what's wrong with them. What's wrong with the Republicans? Read a book. Oh, they, can, they only have the attention span to read a meme. 
that was generated from the Kremlin. There, there's, oh my God. Okay, hold on. Let's continue. It's almost done. I'll probably get a hit with a copyright at this point. Statement to Inside Edition. Out of respect for our members' privacy, we do not comment on individual... Oh, shut up. We heard that again. Erica hopes sharing her story makes an impact for the next person who needs life-saving treatments. I want businesses to not have say over life-saving yeah. treatments. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I know it's a Medicare a for all. And it's going to be a... It's a stretch. It's a stretch. I, I get you, lady. I, I get it. it. Here, it's a stretch because we're dumb. We have a lot of dummies, like albatrosses, around our national neck. And it's a stretch here. It's fascinating to me. Why is it a stretch? The entire world knows, uh, figured this shit out long ago. But it's a stretch here because greed is the only value. And we have a, an autocratic coup going on with a bunch of liars uh, dividing and conquering the people. Probably won't ever happen, but Wait, she church. said what? We all person who needs life-saving treatments have say over life-saving yes. treatments. All right. I'm sorry. I can't. I know it's a... A stretch, and it's going to be a... It's a stretch, she's saying, for corporations not to have say over life-saving treatments. That's where we are in the United States of Serfs and Lords. It's disgusting. It really is. Um, I'm a... F I, it's not... I, I don't even have the words. It's gross. They're disgusting. It's vile how these people at the top of the food chain in the health insurance racket how do they sleep at night they well i guess they sleep well because they don't give a shit and we know that the top tiers of corporate america are are filled with sociopaths and that's why that's where we are and they're bribing politicians corrupting government to make sure it stays that way and don't worry when we tip into fascism completely they'll be doing great they love that they love they prefer it actually uh, yet again on the corporate media i heard somebody going oh when the when the republicans take control in november as if it's a foregone conclusion we'll keep repeating it Keep repeating and keep saying it's a foregone conclusion. It's like it's it's happened already. When they take control of Congress, as they're discussing the January 6th committee and talking about the all of just the goddamn treason going on within the Republican Party. And it's, well, well next, uh, when they take control... When the fascists who are spreading the big lie and are enabling a con man's autocratic coup, bringing it over the finish line because, uh, because they want to line their own pockets, they're afraid to lose their, their cushy, phony, baloney jobs pretending to represent the people, when they are successful in winning the, the election despite receiving fewer votes in a entirely rigged and gerrymandered and voter suppressed and who counts the votes 
kind of, uh, well, political hacks, hacks count the votes kind of election. Uh, what, what? It's a foregone conclusion. They're going to win. They're going to, because uh, we're just going to roll over and allow it all to happen. We're just going to accept it, right? That's what that is. It's learned helplessness. Keep pounding away at it. Pa- keep saying it. And when it happens, the American people, you know what they'll do? They'll get up again and go to their three uniquely American low-paying jobs without any retirement security or benefits or living wages, and they won't say a goddamn thing. Except, what you know what they'll be? Uh, Mommy, um, I'm, a, I'm an oppressor. Mommy, I went to school today, and they said, Johnny, you're an oppressor. And these idiots will show up at the school board with guns and they'll be like, my kids can't breathe. You know who can't breathe? Well, a million kids got COVID last week, in a week. So a lot of them can't breathe either. Well, here's here's something that is uh, in comparison. One woman here in the United States of Serfs and Lords has her story promoted by Twitter. Don't worry, guys. There will be a GoFundMe page. It'll be, it'll be, if it's not set up already, I'd be surprised. After this Inside Edition story about the repugnant, rapacious, disgusting insurance racket. After um, this story gets out there, I'm sure There'll be a GoFundMe page, and the insurance racketeers will be off the hook. And then they'll, the next story will be all about how the community pulled together and, and got this woman, um, you know, uh, got her the, the transplant she needed so she could see her kids grow up. In other countries, they don't have to do this shit. They, they don't have to come up with a video or, or get interviewed by Inside Edition and have them promote the story and then set up a GoFundMe page and hope and pray. And in the middle of your cancer tr- or whatever treatments, just trying to stay alive, you, with the stress, in between the stress of this, you don't have to worry about that. In other countries, the worry is, are there enough transplants? Become an organ donor. They, that's, that's really the, the bottom line. It's not, hey, um, can you, hey, you got, can you cover this shit? Cause somebody got to get paid, bitch. Someone in the 1% who's probably out right now playing golf without a mask or something, jerking himself off, talking about Trump and how much the American people are suckers, divided and conquered suckers. He's laughing all the way to the bank. You know, with that big, big chomping down on that big cigar, like it's his own phallus. Well, it's like it's Trump's rallies. Well, here, here's a story from January 1st. In fact, BBC News, liver transplant, 
liver transplant patient urges others to consider the donor list. A liver transplant patient who received her life-saving new organ for the new year has urged people to consider joining the organ donor register. Lisa Woodcock from Exmouth, Devon, Devon, I guess, Devon, Exmouth, am I saying that right? Said she now lived for her donor. Miss Woodcock was given a new liver in October after being diagnosed with an aggressive form of primary biliary cholangitis, an autoimmune disease. The NHS blood and transplant said 436 patients were awaiting life-saving organ transplants in the south of England. Miss Woodcock said before her operation, her family did not believe she would survive into the new year. I feel amazing, she said. I am so grateful and so happy. Isn't that uh, I, I'm, uh, good for her? Good for her, you lucky bastard. You're lucky enough. Your grandmother didn't get on a boat and come to this country with her pregnant belly and have my father the anchor baby. You're lucky. Because if I was living in England, I'd be looking at this shit like, wow. These, these Americans are dumb. They're dumb as, they're dumb as rocks and not as, they're not as interesting. So, Ms. Woodcock says, she continued, my, I think my donor is phenomenal. It is amazing that they and their family supported organ donation. It's the greatest gift, and they are my heroes. She added, when it comes to organ donation, people need to think, what if I became poorly and needed help? Would they accept an organ for themselves or someone they love? And if the answer is yes, they should think about giving too. You see the frame here? It's not, you got money, bitch? Pay up. F you, pay me. Your money or your life. You want an organ? Oh, I want, I want to, I want to pay no taxes. I'm sorry. Maybe you can beg your lord or some. Oh, well, you can't. We're not officially a feudal, well, neo corporate feudal, well, neo feudal corporate state. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> beg somebody, beg a billionaire. Beg Bezos. He, he went to see the big blue marble. He knows how, how, much, how we're all connected. And you see, if that woman dies, uh, not, uh, and I hope she doesn't, she leaves behind grieving husband, grieving children, and a grieving community, grieving friends, grieving family. Everybody's touched. And what does that do to society? It ripples out. And they walk around. It's like, I, nobody gives a shit. This is unnecessary. It's unnecessary suffering for the sake of greed. Oh, God. I see we have Russians in the chat again. <laughs> Thank you, Haiku, for taking care. Unreal. What's up with that? 
all these Russian bots, I guess. Well, it's like how Twitter puts all the conservative assholes on the top of the feed. So that's the first thing you see. They're all over the place. So she says, well, the, uh, um, the article continues, the law around organ donation changed to an opt-out system in England in May 2020. Oh, I, I could imagine that was some conservative scumbag did that. Right? Or somebody saying, I am a, I believe my sky spook wants me to be buried with all my organs, like, so they can roll, we can all rot together while people who are living needlessly die. Yes, I am an organ donor. The only stipulation I had, in fact, they, I had to fill out a form was sent to me by the state of New York. And it's because I had, when I got my license renewed, it was, oh, I was always an organ donor, but they sent a form on top of it and I had to fill out what my restrictions were. And the only restriction I had was I don't want to be part of the bodies exhibit. That's it. That's a whole other story. We know the bodies. I mean, that's so creepy to me. And there's, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's speculation or, or it was confirmed. Those are bodies that from, those are human beings that were, had no choice in the matter. They, they are Chinese prisoners that were sold. I, mean, what, uh, I can look that up, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's my only stipulation. That's all I need to be, like, catching a football for eternity. No thanks. Right? I don't need that shit today. Up to 42% of the UK population have registered their decision on the NHS organ donor register. The NHS blood and transplant said. I guess that's their title. Anthony Clarkson, Director of Organ and Tissue Donation and Transplantation at the NHS Blood and Transport, Transplant, something. That's the name of it. It seems weird to me. NHS Blood and Transplant. Shouldn't it say NHS Blood and Transplant Society? Or, I don't know. Okay, there are still thousands of people who are still desperately hoping and waiting for the transplant that they that will transform their life please take a moment this new year to let your family know of your organ donation decision those conversations could help save lives oh well you might have to think about somebody else you might have to think about somebody else but yourself and we don't do that here in the United States of Serfs and Lords. We've been trained by the for-profit ghouls, the billionaires who own the millionaires, who tell the, 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 the plebs that their problems be, are because of people lower on the ladder. They don't, they don't talk about that. They talk about freedom, the freedom to be a douchebag. The freedom to carry uh, a, an assault weapon in Walmart because uh, you're scared. You're scared to go and pick up that 
that dead carcass, that animal car carcass you want to shove in your gullet without thought. They're scared. And regardless of what they do to the community, right? Everybody else has to deal with them, the cowards. We all, don't worry about everybody who is scared in the, in the supermarket when the douchebag walks in. And it's like, freedom! So we all have to wonder, is this fucker um, going to open fire? Oh, um, don't worry. Little Johnny and Sa Sally will instinctively know to run ducking i don't know what they'll do they'll they've been learning about how what to do in a live shooter drill so if you're at if you're at walmart or you're at your local supermarket and a douchebag with an ak-47 walks in look to your kids and say what do we do what do we do do we say quiet under this display of legs pantyhose or do we do we fight one of that's one of the things right for live shooter drills you either you you confront abc's right uh, that's what i remember hold on live shooter drill is that it abc the active shooter brochure it just came up. Look at that. The NYPD. Why am I talking like that? I don't know. Just being silly. That's not it. That's Ivanka. That's Ivanka's side boob. NYPD. Oh, yes. That's what it is. Avoid barricade and confront evacuate the building immediately if it can be done in a safe manner do not carry any personal belongings that's when the billionaires come down from the executive offices and rifle through your shit barricade if it's possible to do safely move to a central and secure area of the building Locate an area with ballistic cover. Okay, what the fuck is... I mean, I was in the military. Ballistic cover? This is what we got to think about. Anybody got some ballistic cover? I don't know. I have some chapstick. No, no, no. It's ABC. Which part are we up to? Is it... Are we on the void or... Or, 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 or are we on a confront? I don't know. What do we do? I, what, what do we do, Johnny? Mm, my, mommy, mommy, I'm an oppressor. I don't know. Mommy. What do we do? Is this confront or barricade? I don't, I think it's, uh, mommy, mommy, mommy. I think it's a void. I'm an oppressor. I don't feel right. I felt, you know, I felt weird when cause somebody was like, America is a racist nation. And I was like, I'm an oppressor. Shut up about this. We're in the middle of a live 
fucking shooter situation, Johnny. <gasps> Mommy. I'm gonna press. Wait till I get older, Mommy, and I can oppress you. Fine. Fine, you little taker. I've been waiting since I birthed you in the back of my pickup with Lauren Bulber. Been waiting for you to get out there and pull your weight. Now, Johnny, get out there and confront. Mommy! You're an oppressor. Get out there. Mommy! Uh, um, um, hello? Hello? Um, <laughs> um, are you, um, I'm an oppressor too. Um, I'm just here looking for some, uh, for a six pack, uh, I don't know. Yeah, wait. I'm just here making sure nobody's wearing masks. Mommy! Oh, God. That's where we live. It's for real. That, I mean, that's where we live. <laughs> um, it's not even a joke. I saw, I mean, I'm thinking about the, uh, it's traumatic. We're, we all have PTSD, by the way, this whole country. And I'm thinking about, I saw that video, one of the million, I don't even know, one of the latest or newest massacres and someone, it was at a supermarket. And there was a video and somebody, uh, some, one of the victims was in front of the door. And it, it's, it's one of these images that have stuck in my mind. And I, I'll just be going about my day sometimes and I think of it. And it's so disturbing because that poor woman, that poor woman, she went to the store. She wanted to go to fucking supermarket. Excuse me. I know. She wanted to go to the supermarket and uh, pick up something. God knows. And she confronted, walked, walked, yeah, just walking, just by the bad luck being at the wrong place at the wrong time, walking into a supermarket. What do you think you're going to be shot that's what's so vile it really is and the country accepts that they get they they accept that death of someone who just went to the supermarket and turned the corner and there was some fucking idiot that republicans armed excuse my language again and let loose on society you know why? Because they want us to be afraid, suffering from uh, all forms of PTSD. They like that. They want you to be on your toes. When you go to the supermarket, you got to be on your toes. Really, right? That's what they want because it creates the atmosphere. It lays the groundwork for the coup. And it's all, it just goes back to greed, greed. That's it. Greed is the, it's, that's the only American value. 
and I'm sick of it. I, if I ever got to speak to Joe Biden or was able to ask him a question at a town hall or something, that's what I ask. How much longer do we have to endure greed as the only American value? And I'm sick of, we were talking about it yesterday in the show, I'm tired of the propaganda pieces on corporate media about how great America is. It's, it's pathetic. Enough. And I, and I realize my entire life, you've seen it too, we've all seen it and been uh, subjected to it, the constant, um, every now and then, well, I guess, it's just we, we woven in the fabric of this country. It's, I'm proud to be an American. It's constant. We're the best. We have the greatest country What's, uh, really? Really? Right? Really? 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 Is it great? How is it great when 80% are living check to check? What, is that great? And then, um, of course, we hear corporate media mouthpieces saying, oh, economy's going great. Economy's great. Is it really? It's going great as it always goes great for the 1%. And when it doesn't go great for the 1%, they come, they come back for more on our backs. We bail them out nonstop, constantly. Do you think they ever had a bad day in the pandemic? Do they ever have a bad day in the Great Recession? No. They certainly gave a lot of people a bad day and a bad, just bad, God knows, uh, kicking people out of their homes, siphoning their last dollar out of their, their life savings. I mean, that in itself is disgusting. You think you work your whole life, and what are you going to do? You're 65, you're 75. You know, what are you going to do? Go back to work? Yeah, uh, it, it breaks my heart. I see older people. I mean, maybe people want to go and, you know, get out of the house, make a couple of bucks. But um, in many cases, that's not the case. They're not doing it by choice. They're doing it because they have to. They would much rather be on the golf course themselves. I think, right? But... Don't you think um, that's that's a failure of the system? It certainly is. Right, haiku. But they need yachts, Tara. They do. Right. It's sad. They need yachts. They need they need to be able to look down look down from the ivory tower and spit. On the rest of us, <laughs> I saw somebody. Where is that? Just talking about Tara Jr. Jim, that's <laughs> I see producer. <laughs> that's his name. He's cute. Hi, producer. I don't want to encourage him. He might come over and start stepping on the keyboard. Oh my goodness! But. Brace for the the red tsunami. 
it's it's a foregone conclusion. Okay. There, we'll t we'll keep talking about this, of course. And well, one good news we know that well, it's not that good because <laughs> well, Stephen Breyer's retiring. Good, good. Okay, but here comes the fight. Right? Here comes. It won't matter who he nominates. And here's what's so vile, and it speaks volumes about the Republican. You know, all day on Twitter, um, Candace Owens is trending on Twitter. I think, it, is it still? I'm looking. Because... Joe Biden promised here. Oh God. He promised to nominate a woman of darker pigment with darker pigment. He promised to nominate her, a, a darker pigment woman to the bench because yeah, it doesn't matter what she's for. I remember that in the, the debates. I'm sure you remember too. When they asked Bernie the same question, he was like, it depends on what she's for, what she stands for. Or he, you know, I'm not going to commit to somebody of darker pigment because what does it matter, really? Why don't you, you could get Candace Owens. Put Candace Owens on there. Put Diamond and Silk, why don't you? Why stop at Candace? Get two, two for one. They can act like one justice because it doesn't matter. They're just a vote for autocracy. We know which way they're going to vote. This is about fixing the facts around the policy. Candace Owens? That's, it goes to show you how much Republicans hate this country. I wouldn't put Candace Owens in charge of my cats for a weekend. Because I love my cats. I, would, I mean, you don't put people in charge of things that you know are... I mean, that you love, that you, the people, I mean, what am I saying? You know, you don't put losers, um, hate mongerers, underwhelming grifters. You don't put them in charge of things that you love. And you certainly don't put them in charge of America. You don't put their friggin' horribleness on the yeah, they that they sit up there and lord over us these horrible people that have no honor and integrity but that goes that's it goes to show it's an example of how much republicans hate america it really is look what they did to the court why don't why doesn't joe biden oh well why doesn't any of the democrats say uh, that's what the Nazis did. I hate to tell you. You know why? Because they want the Republicans to be nice. If they're nice to Republicans, maybe Republicans will be nice. Even though they're following, exactly following the Nazi playbook. That takes right, a page right out of it. Right out of it. And it's, that's why it's offensive to me when I see um, a young man, a young man's headstone that says Normandy invasion. It's just, oh, it is enough to make you weep. It really is. 
Mm-mm. Shadow Star Ace says, getting dangerous in New York with open carry. It's not here yet. Oh, is it? Did something happen? Did I miss something? That's what they're deciding on, the scums. But actually, I heard on Tom Hartman today something good. If you were listening to Tom's show, you might have heard that too. Where is this? San Jose. Yeah. I think this will happen here. I bet if the Republicans pull their dirty tricks and turn New York City into a uh, into Dodge City. This is what they want. They don't give a shit. They don't care that the people of New York don't want that shit here. They we don't. They want to inflict their manias on the society. It's autocracy. It always was. It was just a little bit under the covers. Now they're letting their fascist flags fly. San Jose passes the first U.S. law requiring owners to get liability insurance and pay an annual fee. Makes sense, right? If you got to take a driving test, you have to prove that you are proficient, that you're capable enough to drive a car. You continue, you have to register the car. You have to prove you have insurance in case you get into an accident. What's the friggin' difference? Right? What's the difference? Oh, freedom! City voted, uh, San Jose, California. This city voted Tuesday to require gun owners to carry liability insurance and pay an annual fee in what's believed to be the first measure of its kind in the United States. Of course, the NRA is crying. Uh, and if they're crying, that means we're, we're doing it right. The San Jose City Council overwhelmingly approved the measure despite opposition from gun owners who said it would violate their Second Amendment rights. You know what? Join the well-regulated militia, a.k.a. National Guard. Do it. Oh, you can't. Oh, I get it. It's, it takes work. That would be work. Right? It would be, it would take a commitment. It would take, well, you probably can't pass the PT test. We know that. It, w- it would take work. Jesus. And promise, they promise to sue. Go for it, booby. The Silicon Valley city about one, of about one million followed a trend of other Democratic-led cities. And that's how you write it, by the way. Corporate media, not Democrat-led cities. Or Democrat, he votes Democrat or she votes Democrat. No, 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 no. The name, uh, it's very simple. The name of the party is Democratic Party. Democratic. How hard is this? I hear this on corporate media all the time. The de- he voted Democrat. Chip back to you, Chuck. The Democrat-led cities. Oh my God, that's how right-wing assholeism seeps into our our whole world and destroys it like 
like a virus. That's a pejorative. That's a, I mean, they must be laughing. Uh, you know, Lee Atwater was ashamed of his of his traitorous antics against the country, dividing, helping, doing his part to divide and conquer the country. But none of them, the rest of them, please, they don't get, they don't care. This is the point. <laughs> we even have the uh, mainstream media on CNN saying Democrat cities. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh-oh. He's coming over, Junior. There he is. He's getting down off the... Don't look. Don't look at him. He's. I know what he's doing. Oh, he's doing it. He's going to make the round. He's going to do the loop around. And he's going to come up right here. Okay. Where is it? Silicon Valley, about one million, followed a trend of Democratic-led cities that have sought to rein in violence through stricter rules. But while similar laws have been proposed, San Jose is the first city to pass one. Nice. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? Here I know this. I just know him. I know him like I know myself. I've never been to... I've been to paradise. I'm there I go again, not talking into the mic. What is going on with me? I've been to paradise. That's not even the tune. But I've never been... To the... <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. He is cute. Uh-oh. He wants me to pet him. Here we go. What do you think? How's that? Is that good enough? Ow, he said. He speaks English. I wish he would say mama. If he said mama. I tried to convince him. I told you that. I was like, just say mama and we are golden. Just wait till I get it on tape. Say mama. 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 <laughs> He's cute. And if you're on the chat, um, I mean, on the podcast, I'm very sorry you couldn't witness the cuteness. Holy shite, on a bike. Right? I know, right, Junior? I'm, I'm trying to find you, guys. I lost you in the sea of... Sea of browsers. What? Where is everybody? Thank you, JD, for your super chat. Is there any, what just happened? This is weird. All of the other super chats disappeared. Why? Are we is this thing on? <laughs> it's still going, right? That's weird. I just want to show you guys. Look at that. All the other super chats that were there in the list disappeared. And now the only one is JD. And JD says, evening all. Nice to see you, JD. Thank you so much for your super chat. I don't know where the rest of this... I hope I didn't miss anybody. I know there were others coming in. I don't know what happened. 
Peekaboo. Okay. Oh, look at that. St Shadow Star Ace says, Kaya saw Junior Junior on the TV screen and started barking. <laughs> what do you think of that, Junior? Hmm? Uh-oh. Don't encourage him. bing a dong bong All right. Hold on a second. What time is it? Wow. Time is flying. I want to have a show every day. Isn't it sad? It's very... I am having a show tonight because I think I was... If I didn't have a show, I would be very depressed, I think. Because I'm just... I need you guys to keep me on the straight and narrow here. Uh, keep me out of my mind, in a way. Because if I don't didn't have a show, I would be sitting, festering, probably. And oh, I'm running things through my mind. And... It would not be good with through my mind by myself, I should say. <laughs> We're still running things through the mind, but I just wanted to watch it. I saw this before. We can watch it together. I didn't watch it, but I, it, I saw it pop up before the show, and it's from CNN. And the title was Civil War Expert Reacts to Trump Supporter. And I want to, let's watch it. Marked how easy it is to make people believe a lie and how hard it is to undo that work again. Mark Twain was right. More than a year since Trump left office, the big lie has only gotten bigger. CNN's Donny O'Sullivan shows us it's taken on a life of its own. What you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. Wow. Former President Donald wow. Trump's relentless attacks on the truth has eroded faith in American democracy and its institutions. You don't trust the election officials. Nope. nope. You nope. don't trust the FBI. Nope. nope. You don't trust the courts. Nope. Who you... do you trust? Trump and his supporters. I trust. And anybody Look that at these idiots. Been, that, that when I listen to them talk, they don't turn my stomach with the disingenuousness. Wow. How do you know what's disingenuous or not when you're completely ass backwards and you're living on Earth too? I don't trust the FBI. He, they, he, she doesn't trust anyone who that con man said shouldn't be trusted because those are the accountability of the, the FBI are after. I, I, why can't I talk? You know what I'm saying. Ugh. Let's just play it. Uh, for some reason, words are words are hard tonight. Do you have trust and faith now in, in an American democracy and American elections? No. I mean, I think whoever wins, wins. I'm yeah. all about that. Right. We'll win if he runs again. Look but, at his... Look, look at her. But the people that know that we were cheated... You're not cheated! Oh, I'm sorry for screaming. No one cheated you. You cheated us by putting that scum-sucking con man in the catbird seat of power in this sad-ass, broken-ass, kiss-up-kick-down, fake democratic republic that was already suffering from division <clears throat> and hanging by a thread. You, you did that traitor and you and he received fewer votes the first time and the second time i could see why you're confused 
they're used to receiving fewer votes and being the so-called president, despite, despite that fact. Almost at the point of saying, I don't want to vote because it'll happen again. Yay! Again. Don't! What's don't! What's your reaction to, to a hearing from an American like that? Well, 10 years ago, it would have been shock and disbelief. And I would have thought, well, she's an outlier and she's not representative of anything larger than a fringe movement, maybe. But of course, that's not the case anymore. Barbara Walter is a professor at the University of California in San Diego. She has studied civil conflict for years, from Yugoslavia to Northern Ireland. Experts who've studied civil wars and know the warning signs, we've been talking about them, but nobody um, wanted to believe it. And mm -hmm. January 6th made it impossible to deny. Nobody wanted to believe it, but we were, uh, I know I was, I know Robin was, and Mike Malloy was, talking about it for years and referencing the historical correlations, including with the Nazis. But then, of course, we were all um, Godwin's laud and ignore that there really was this cancer growing in our own country. There was a threat that was mobilizing. She warns the constant barrage of lies undermining American elections from right-wing media, on social media, and from Trump himself has put the United States on a perilous path. Citizens do believe what they are hearing, and if they hear it, long enough and consistently enough, and if that's all they hear, they absolutely don't think it's a lie. They think it's the truth. Will you trust the next election? Uh, probably not. Well, maybe don't vote. Um, what's with the fashion abortions, guys? Really? What is that shirt she's wearing? Is that something that says um, something? I'm sure it's along the lines of let's go Brandon or something because they're, they're such good Christians. It's incredible. And, you know, I'll answer the question. You know it. Um, the reason they wear the fashion abortions with the red, white, and blue and crap is because they're not patriots. All right? It's like a... Um, it's like a closet case, acting like he's all uh, whistle, whistling at yeah, whistling at people, acting all heterosexual and stuff. They really go over the top with it. That's him, and that's the rest of them too. They have to make up for their lack of patriotism. They hate America. They're not only uh, do they hate it; they're confused by America. They hate the very foundation of America, the immigrants, the nation of immigrants, the e pluribus unum. That's what they hate. All right, I got to put him back. Oh, my God. You, he's, he was so good. He's good all day until the show starts. But that's a terrible thing, right? Oh, yeah, it's a terrible thing. I don't think you can trust our government anymore. It's, it's, it's sad that I... You're really sad. Let's you go Brandon hat, guys. You scum. Unpatriotic scums. Trump is all about making the elections in the future you're, fair, so you're we can a sucker. You vote for somebody, that person's going to get your vote. You're a sucker. You no, know, they're they're good people. They're they're trying to do what they think is right. 
it's the leadership that's cynical. It's the leadership that knows better. That's the truth. That's how you know we're in big trouble. They always talk about the big lie. They're the big lie. Well, just big 30% lie. of Americans think there is some evidence that there was widespread fraud in the 2020 election. 62% of Republicans say so. Looking ahead to the 2022 midterm elections, only 42% of Republicans say they're somewhat or very confident the results will be counted accurately. They're priming their supporters to believe that democracy. Oops, sorry, isn't sorry, what I do? Because they don't want democracy. Where'd it go? Anymore. Sorry, guys. Antonio Sullivan joins me now. Donnie, great piece as always. I want to stop it, but I can't find it. talk to these Trump supporters, do they have any ideas for an alternative to democracy? I guess (laughs) maybe it's dictatorship. Maybe. Dictatorship. Yeah, Jim, I mean, you know, we've spoken to... Do they have an idea of of what's an alternative? uh, Maybe it's autocracy. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. They haven't figured it out yet. What do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be a republic? Just a strict republic is going to be a strict democracy. One person, one vote. Well, one man, one vote for them. Is it going to be? Um, what do you, What do you think? What kind of country are they making? I don't know. Can you tell? What uh, What do you think it'll be? Let's go out on a limb here. C- corporate media. The Trump yeah. dictatorship. Yeah, Jim. I mean, you know, we've spoken to, I guess, now hundreds of, of Trump supporters all across the country over over the past year. Um, and since the election. And, you know, we have heard from people along the way when, when there was a coup happening in Myanmar last year, people kind of, Americans, Trump supporters, looking to that, saying, oh, that would be great if, if we had that happen here and Trump yes. was put back uh, in right. power. What I did notice being at Trump's most recent uh, rally in Arizona a few weeks ago was, you know, we spent so much of the past year hearing fantastical claims uh, about Venezuelan voting machines and bamboo, bamboo paper and everything else, and that's how the election uh, was supposed supposedly stolen. The messaging seems to be a little bit more disciplined now, and we're hearing less and less of that from people and more um, support, more just straight support uh, for those restrictive voting measures that Republicans are putting in place at the state level. So what we're seeing now is the base has been has been laid where there's all these conspiracy theories. People truly uh, believe some of them. Some of them really, truly believe the election was stolen. Some of them know uh, it's a talking point and know better. But some people, I think, as you saw in that piece, people literally draped in the American flag, uh, believing this kind of stuff. And that is now they're giving their support to these kind of restrictive measures we're seeing across the country. Well, thank you for what you do, Doni. It, it's, I, I hope. And um, res- not just restrictive. I mean, it's, these are uh, barriers that are making it impossible for some people to register. It's disgusting. And then, of course, who counts the votes? Oh, God. I believe I can fly. I can believe I can touch the sky. Everyone wants a bit, a bit, a boop, boop, beep. I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. That's what uh, that's the kind of show I want. I, that's what's going to happen one day. I'm going to I'm just going to crack up. And then it'll be like I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. 
maybe when I'm in my old age home, if I make it. Nothing's guaranteed. I see the... It's so weird. I'm looking at the feed. And it's a lot... There's a really long delay. I don't know why. I'm looking at things that I said... I said like 30 seconds ago. Coming up. Okay, whatever. I don't care. I believe I can fly. Why is... Is this frozen? Is that what happened? Did something freeze? Mm-mm-mm. Okay, we're still going, right? <laughs> Junior supervising. Look at him. What a bastard. He's like a... He's like a... He's like a real douchey boss. Just staring at you, feeling disappointed. Mm. So anyway, as far as the Supreme Court, it's going to, it's going to get worse, of course, and get ready it's already begun the talking point of if joe biden really wants to unite he should pick a you know somebody that the republicans want he promised to be a uniter he promised he didn't he didn't unite us around fascism he's not uniting us around the autocracy and that's that's just too much. He's going too far left. If you're not a full-on fascist, you're full. You're just a too far left. Too far left. Too, too, too. Yeah. Um. On the on the Twitter talking about. Okay. Somebody just knocked something over. Amy Coney Barrett. Reminder: The GOP Senate confirmed. Amy COVID Barrett to the Supreme Court barely more than a week before the 2020 election, okay? Uh, because it's already the wine. Hey, it's the midterms are coming. Let's wait and see. Let's see if the American people want because they want fascism. And when we get it, we need more unqualified loyalist on the court so they could nullify democracy. That's what they're there for. That's what the Republicans are doing. And all the way, all the time, all through the Obama years, when Barack Obama was trying to play nice with these, these pricks, uh, we heard, um, you know, if he just, if he just nominated somebody that we could, we could all get get around can't we all just get along right if they could if they only nominated somebody like Merrick Garland as Lindsey Graham said we'll we'll be able to support him suckers suckers this country a bunch of suckers oh I'm so sick of it I really am I'm so sick of it Okay, where is, what am I th looking at? Hold on. Hold on. Let's hold on to what we got. Oh, let's, this is fun. 
couple of things. This is what we're going to talk about. And that, um, well, there's many things. Oh, I have to, I have to plug Friday. We're going to have a guest not a famous person, but someone who, um, is a singer and involved with the New York city labor chorus. I thought that might be nice. Oh, restream chat quit unexpectedly. That's not good. I hope nothing happens. Hope it doesn't. Hope the show keeps going. So we're, we'll have, his name is Jeffrey Vogel. We'll have him on just to talk about the New York City Labor Chorus, which is really cool. It's a chorus of a bunch of people that get together. They sing songs about labor and labor history, and they do they they perform they haven't been performing as much during the pandemic but they um commemorate or remember the triangle shirtwaist factory fire every year there's a vigil at the location and it's a, it's really a shock and a well not a shock it's a it's a sadness that the dumbasses who we share the same air with know nothing about the triangle shirtwaist factory fire and how people died so we can have a eight-hour work day and weekends and whatnot it all began there and huh, it's funny maybe i'll play this i don't know my show should be on every day i don't know if you agree the only reason I'm saying this is because I have so many things planned and what we want to talk about is never enough time. Well, I'll just speak about it rather than go looking for the video. But one of the, the, the one of the heartbreaks of the Triangle Shirtways factory fire, the fact that we are so far removed from it and now we're going into a fascist coup and we've really labor rights are ridiculous in this country that and hopefully i see there is a bit of a resurgence in the union movement but not fast enough for me and so here's the thing so the people who worked at the triangle shirtwaist factory they had to they were basically independent contractors too okay that's why they said, don't show, oh, first of all, they had no, there was no unemployment insurance at that time, but don't show up on Sunday, don't show up on Monday, meaning you don't have a day off. There's no day off here. You come in or you don't, don't come in at all. And they had to, they brought their own needles. They brought their own, uh, just, uh, what else? They had to. Well, of course, they they had to pay for every uh, bit of fabric that wasn't accounted for, but they they many times they had to bring their own sewing machines, and <laughs> on top of it, the the bosses would charge them, charge them for renting out needles, renting out the thread. I'm not. I kid you not. And what does that sound like? It's like Uber. It's like, you know, Insta whatever the hell. Or whatever they use apps where they don't, eh, 
wash your hands. They reap all the rewards and all the risks and the work and the responsibility. There's no, there's no unity. You're, you're out there on your own, bub. Your car breaks down. Oh, well, I guess you don't eat. You got sick? Maybe you'd need a transplant. Oh, well. Uh, go die. Because there'll be somebody right next, right, driving up right behind you that will take your place. That's all we are. Might as well be Soylent Green at this point. But when I, when I read that about the workers of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory... Uh, it, it, I wasn't surprised, of course, but I was also saddened and it was outraging more, more than sad that the American people don't know this and we're back in the same boat. That all of those women who lost their lives, they didn't want to lose their lives. They were young. They came here from other countries, most of them. And they wanted the American dream. They were trying to live the American dream. Of course, the American dream is being exploited. The American dream is, uh, you, is there for anybody who can afford it, like health care. But they had to rent their own needles, the needles they used to make the shirtwaists, that they were manufacturing. They had to rent them from the bosses for a fee. It was all, it, it was all taken out of their checks. So just like we have today, where people are, you know, treated like, well, just treated like crap. And uh, you're on your own. I, 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 there's a new ad for Uber drivers on TV. I love my Uber driver. My son said, I need some wrestling shoes. And I said, okay, I'll be right back. And I went out and I drove and I got some money for his wrestling shoes. I love it. I'm my own boss. And I also have time to do my, my business, my own side business, what I want to really do. I could spend all my time doing that. Because I can go and drive on the weekends. This is what the, the ad says. So you could do your, your, your day job and your weekend job. Because your day job won't, spend, won't pay you enough. And uh, the weekend job gives you the freedom to get your son wrestling shoes. Why, why doesn't the, the main job afford you that ability? Uh, right? We are beaten dogs. And I honestly, the dogs bite back at least. Eventually. Oh, look what I found. 
Futures. The billionaire pitched a recession-proof opportunity <laughs> I'm during sorry. the economic downturn in 2009. <laughs> we the all... Trump network relied on participants <laughs> to sell health supplements and other products yeah, person to person. Network. Juliana Goldman is in Washington with how the business collapsed and caused some to lose thousands of dollars. We're just Juliana, taking a morning. trip down memory lane. Good morning. Well, the concept wasn't really... really Why I look for another article. They have sold products through what's called multi-level marketing for years. Those at the top tend to the most benefits. One person recruits three friends, who recruits How three weird. friends, and on down the line. Beginner salespeople were told to buy a $497 starter kit of Trump products like these so they could get in I'm on the soon-to-be-billion-dollar business. <laughs> we thought it was going to take off. We thought they would go international. They Eileen and George Kelly Doesn't this sound like Trump Z's? I thought it. They said it. They, they promised. I'm sorry. These people are victims of Trump. They're not idiots, but they're just unlucky dupes who believe the con man. Hired college professors who live in Florida. They were selling hope there to a lot of people in the middle of a recession. I was sold on the product and and the message and the and the um, testimonials. The message. The and testimonials. Then, course, oh, Trump honey, honey. The Trump network wants to give millions of people renewed hope. And with an exciting plan. Shut up. Why are you yelling? Con man. The Trump network. With that mouth. He's, he will one day um, cross over to the other side, right? Can I be there? At least. I don't want him to outlive me. I can't handle that. Well, I'll be dead, but. I, I want to have a good day one day. I need something to look forward to. The Trump Network. Opt out of the recession. A reported Opt down on the return. Oh, God. How did we fall so low? Where, where are the ghosts of the founders to visit these fuckers in the night? Christ. An independent sales representatives bought the Trump Network products and tried to recruit others to sell them too. But within two and a half years, the recession-proof business collapsed. Oh, Eileen Kelly. What a surprise. As they lost $10,000. I hate to see people taken in like that, like we were. I mean, mm. we're educated people. It's almost embarrassing. Donald Trump was the company's top recruiter. He traveled the country for two years promoting the scheme, including He's a this con 2009 man. launch in Miami. Con man. The Apprentice. It was a long shot. No, it wasn't. This is not a long shot. You're a con man, okay? This is going to be something that's really amazing. Trump sold his name and his brand for a million dollars, according to a draft of the proposal from court documents. Just a million. I thought, he, I thought he was a billionaire. I thought he was a billionaire and a successful businessman. Does that sound like the deal of a lifetime to you? Does it? Does that sound like a good deal? You're selling your name for a million dollars? I thought you were a billionaire. A million dollars is chump change. You think Jeff Bezos is, while he's jerking off in space, will put his name on some bullshit multi-level marketing vitamin scam? 
for a million dollars? I mean, I will put the devil in that work. No, I would. I wouldn't do that to my father's name, and my mother's good name. My aunt. I wouldn't do that to my ancestors. I'm sorry. I wouldn't embarrass them like that. I wouldn't sh shame them. I wouldn't shame them. I can't believe that Trump was lying. A million dollars for to be on the, to have your name on this scam and then you go and do all the marketing you go to the events cuz you're you're a billionaire god you're a billionaire right that's what billionaires do you don't see well, who else who else is a billionaire even you don't even see multimillionaires doing that who would who would do that Really, it's this. It's too much of a pain in the ass. It's too much of a risk. Why would you put your name on something like that? And then you'd have to travel to, to the launch, and yeah, it's the best, the greatest. I tell you, it's recession proof. Who, who among the billionaires will do that, something like that? Come on, I'm I'm hoping there are Trump fanzies passing through this sh I, I really do right now watching because I want them I want to do some cult deprogramming guys you're in a cult you're you're, you're not um, patriots you're stupid I feel bad maybe I'm not a good cult deprogrammer but we're all we're all up to here with your antics and I want you to watch uh, this this video of the con man. And I really want to ask you, what billionaire puts his name on a multi-level marketing vitamin scam? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> what? Uh, any, any other billionaires do that for a million dollars, no less, which is like lunch money. Come on, suckers. Come on. You're dupes. You're suckers. And I, all, I have other videos that we could show and we've shown before of the, uh, the, when he attacked the residents in the New York City apartment building, the, social, the ones who are on Social Security, the fixed income residents. When he started a um, campaign of harassment against against retirees uh, scum he's scum you're and what does that make you you know really what does that make you I apologize for telling you the truth it's hard the truth will set you free but it will piss you off first it really will I, I'm telling you I know it's hard to change but sometimes you ha you hit bottom. When at the end of the road, we find we can no longer live like a human being, with or without Trump, what is there left to do? Go on to the bitter end? Huh? Jails, institutions, or death? 
<laughs> really, that's what it's come down to. Or find a new way to live. Huh? Huh? Any trampanzees in the room? Oh, my God. Yeah, you can only decult with love, Haiku says. Well, I guess it won't work. Maybe the love, after a while, you're like, enough, I can't. I tried love. <laughs> I can't. I tried love on a two-way street. That's when I was a teenager, though. And left it on a lonely highway. Why? I like singing. Maybe I should join the New York City labor chorus. Because, well, that, I, I, I'm not. Jeffrey wants me to join. He keeps saying, join, join. I just have too much to do. I'm trying to do a daily show at a set time, but maybe I won't. Maybe I'll quit. That's what I'll do. And I'll join the New York City Labor Chorus instead of doing this show. What do you think? I don't know. I found love at the New York City Labor Chorus and left it on a lonely something. Hold on. Let's see. I, this was what I was looking for while I was singing. Trump, Forbes catches Trump blatantly lying about his net worth by Carissa House Dumphy from the Bipartisan Report. It's no surprise to anyone familiar with Donald Trump that he's, when he's caught in a lie, what, huh? to anyone familiar with Donald Trump when he's caught in a lie, his inauguration crowd was not the most well attended in history. He didn't win the 2016 by the largest number in history. He's not the world's most successful billionaire Biz or businessman. Some of his lies, though, may be criminal. And recent court filings by investigators have a lot to say about Trump and his company. The filthy, disgusting Trump Organization as it shall henceforth forever and ever amen be called. One of the most surprising revelations that have come from the financial records filed as evidence from Attorney General Letitia James is who is in charge of the civil case against Trump. Oh, wait, well, why am I saying it like that? I'm reading it wrong. Who, Letitia James, who is in charge of the civil case against Trump and his filthy fascist, disgusting organization is the amount of wealth the professed billionaire actually has. He's not a billionaire. We know that. I'm glad they said professed because he's, he's a con man. We just proved it. Or at least made it suspicious. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's telling. You don't pay off porn stars in installments if you're a billionaire. You don't Put your name on a multi-level marketing vitamin scam that involves urine. That's what it is. It involves peeing in a cup with a Trump friggin' network logo on it. And then sent 
to Trump himself while he licks licks the spoon and tells you what kind of vitamins you want. That's what that's really a telling statement. Tells you what kind of vitamins you want. <laughs> that's the that is really the Trump cult summed up. He tells you what kind of anything you want. How how sad are you? You're disgusting. You're really sad. It's very it's pathetic. Um, you know what? The other thing I have to say is, aren't are you tired as I am of checking in with the traders? Yeah, we know they're traders. Um, and but it's not just checking in with them, but having to be respectful to them in the conversation to say, honey. You're full of shit. The, here's the 80 court cases, some of which, and the bu- actually the bulk of which were dismissed with president, pre- pre- prejudice. The cases were dismissed with prejudice, which is the judicial equivalent of saying, get the fuck out of here. That's what it is. Get the fuck out of here with this crap. This is not a court case. You you lost. You have no evidence. All you have are complaints. That's what they did. They brought that was the um their their problem. In fact, this is what Giuliani said. Well, we we wanted the court to do the investigation. They're so they're so lazy on top of being disgusting and criminal. They wanted the courts. That's what they said. Like, so you're, this is how it is now, right? That's not, that's not the judicial system. I don't say, you know what? I'm going to sue. And then you go to the court and say, yeah, court, can you get, uh, muster up the evidence for me? That's not how it works, you douche. You douchey culties. You, well, of course you don't know how it works. You don't know how America works. You hate it. So you're trying to turn it into something you can understand. And that's a big white daddy baboon trickling on you. Maybe in your mouth. I'm sure that that's a fantasy of yours. A big white daddy baboon trickling all over you and some of it getting in your mouth. You love that. You're like, yes, yes. Freedom. Family values, freedom and family values. Trickle it on me. Trickle it and let me say the N-word. Let me say the N-word and, uh, and then I'll go to my shift at the local public bathroom where I'm on pee-pee patrol duty tonight. I want to see who's not just saying gay. I want to see whose pee-pee is where and if it's appropriately dressed for the pee-pee. And that's what makes freedom, man. That's freedom. When you're going, when you're looking down people's pants. Are you, where's your pee-pee? All right, check, check. You, that looks very suspicious. That pee-pee is addressed like the pee-pee should be dressed. According to God and Jesus and Trump. In that order? Well, it's not in that order. Trump, God, Jesus. One of the most... Well, I read this. The 
surprising revelations that come from the financial records is the amount of wealth the professed billionaire actually has. Former attorney and fixer, so-called fixer. Fixer. I want a fixer. Why don't somebody be a fixer for me? Sick of this. Michael Cohen said in court that Trump often inflated his assets in loan documents and devalued them on tax documents because he's a, he's a piece of wasted dirt on your shoe. Um, he hates America, hates the troops, because every time you cheat on your taxes, that's one less troop that has body armor. Well, what do you care? Because, well, maybe when they're, you can use their corpse as uh, some kind of photo op. They all show, like when they all showed up for the funeral of Pat Tillman. And they turned him into a, a hero, propaganda purposes. And he was, he was killed by friendly fire. But don't tell, don't tell the suckers. They need, Republicans needed their, their corpse, their photo op, to pin a medal on someone who sacrificed their life. I don't think they, Pat Tillman didn't sacrifice his life for, for autocracy, did he? I guess he, he didn't realize he was doing it unwittingly, as I didn't either when I wore the uniform. Of course, I was never shot and killed. I wish, says, says the fascist. Oh, well, I guess God loves me and hates you because I mean he made you such a dupe and a hypocrite um, and according to Jesus himself who I happen to know because my mother was a nun I have a personal relationship a more personal because he's actually a blood relative in that sense he's my he's kind of like a stepfather that the uh what was it? <laughs> I went I went so off the off the train of thought it'll come back to me but Jesus Jesus he um he told me that he hates hypocrisy oh that's what I was going to say that of all of the the things in the world that he hates hypocrisy is at the top of the list and there's a whole thing in the bible about it that's why he said, go in your closet and pray. Don't take your stupid prayers out. And, and, and he, he made reference to all the conservatives, the conservative a-holes. The, they were the ones who let the money lenders into the, or the money changers into the temple. That, they were the ones. Those, that's the conservatives. That's why Jesus was executed. He wasn't executed by the Jews so to speak, or the Romans. He was executed by the conservatives. Just like Martin Luther King was executed by the conservatives. And Robert F. Kennedy, the first, not the junior, and who's a douchebag now. And every pick a Malcolm X, pick a progressive, pick somebody trying to make the world a better place for, or make the country a more perfect union by challenging her to live up to her promises for everybody for everybody 
Okay, let me get back. Um, in the recent filings that Letitia James has a hold of, Trump's professed wealth in liquid assets. He said he's over... Um, this, this is the way it's written. I should show you. It's a little bit... It's a little bit disjointed. So can't, I, I'm trying to not take full personal responsibility for the way I'm reading it. Trump's professed wealth in liquid assets, he said over the years that he's a billionaire. And at those, and at, and at other times that he has 500 million in assets and other amounts at other times, such as 93 million. According to Forbes, that makes Trump far from cash poor. He, he has less in the bank than many of his fellows, real, real estate billionaires. And he also has far less th than the fanciful sums he tried to peddle for Forbes. And according to the attorney general, his own lenders and insurers over the years confirmed it. Trump's lies about his wealth and coming back are coming back to haunt him in recent statements and filings by the attorney general james news that trump lied on financial statements about everything from the price of real estate properties per square foot but the price uh but the square feet themselves <laughs> i mean he's just a filthy liar and a cheat and a crook and a con man and also a greedy scumbag that these people are worshiping? You're worshiping a greedy scum. Uh, what would Jesus say about Trump? Disgusting. What's this? That's in 2021. Trump fell, falls off the Forbes 400 for the first time in 20, 25 years, but he was he shouldn't have been on it. It was, that was a grift. On his 2004 balance sheet, released years later as part of a lawsuit, <clears throat> he put his liquid assets at, at about three, oh wait, wait, 230 million in June of that year. The balance sheets for 2011 and 2012 submitted for Congress in 2019 by former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen showed a cash flow or just cash of 259 million and 170 million respectively. So which was it? Who knows? His 2013 balance sheet also submitted by Cohen listed cash of 346 million. A few months later, he told Forbes he had 500 million. Cuz you know, He's making America great again. Oh, God, I don't know. I can't handle it. I cannot handle the corporate media plugging these Republicans, giving them the wind beneath their wings that they need to carry this fascist coup over the finish line. I can't handle it. And here's, here's why. Well, here, they know they're, they're traitors. They know that they are fascists. Madison Carthon's lawyer cites 
the Confederate Amnesty Act to defend the representative's job. So they're going back in time to the first Civil War, to the first bunch of traitors storming, uh, well, killing the American people so they can own other human beings and have a fascist state that way. They hate democracy. They always did. They always did. And always will until we put them in their place legally and peacefully. And that, that place is history's dung heap. Not even trash pile. Put them on the dung heap with the rest of the dung. As, let's see, this is from Talking Points Memo by Matt Schumann. A lawyer for Madison Cawthorn cited an 1872 congressional action granting amnesty for Confederate soldiers to defend his client's eligibility for office. He's a traitor. They want, his lawyer wants a traitor in, the, in office. He wants him to keep his job. The, he wants the traitor to keep his job, so-called representing the people, so he can continue to call for violence against the legally elected Democratic government that he hates. That's what he does. That's all he does. He's a, he's a troll. He's a filthy liar. Everything about him, just like Trump, that's why they're all they're peas in a pod, all of them. They are liars. The origin story is a lie. Everything about them is a lie. He, he, the way he lost his, his leg, so to speak, he lied about that. He said he was, um, he was paralyzed by a drunk driver. That is not true. It, of course, it sounds better. That's a, it's a more sympathetic origin story than just... Well, how did he lose it? I think he he was the one who was drunk, right? And his friend had an was tried to save him. And I think Madison. Well, let me just look this up. Hold on. I told you I wasn't going long tonight, but I can't help it. That's what she said. Madison Cawthorn wasn't left to die in a fiery crash, <laughs> says the friend who was driving. Brad Letford said he is still close with the scum known as Madison Cawthorn, the country's youngest congressman. Because it don't matter. They, they'll put a, they put a toddler, a literal 72-year-old toddler in the presidency, so-called presidency, as it was known, despite receiving fewer votes, Okay. On election night last November, Cawthorn gathered with his family and friends in anticipation of a victory that would make him one of the youngest pieces of wasted human DNA, and uh, a.k.a. so-called fake-ass congressman in history, and a rapid rising star in the filthy fascist D GOP death cult. Madison Cawthorn, 25, was joined by Brad Letford, who he'd known since childhood, and... He introduced him and other uh, to the attendees in effusive terms. This is the guy that saved my life. Okay, great. Ledford, now a 24-year-old CEO of his own beverage company, blah, 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 was worried about how the election would fall for his friend, but ultimately he said he was proud. 
I don't know what. It's like, like being proud of a big dump you take. Oh, and when my, well, when my cats are, well, when I was training Tara Jr. to dump in the toilet. I'm like, good boy. That's what it's like with with us, them, and Republicans. It's like the same thing. Good. I just want to get to the bottom of the story. Because he, he lied about it. I was left to die in a fiery crash. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You, you lie about it. Like, I'll just get, I'm going to another article because that one is too long. From Refinery29 by Danielle Campo, Campo Moore. It's safe to say that Republican Party is a, um, it's become the synonym for lying. Their former leader lied more than 30,000 times. Okay, okay, we'll get to the bottom. According to the Washington Post from this weekend, while giving a speech at Patrick Henry College in 2017, Cawthorn lied multiple times about the 2014 car crash that left him reliant on a wheelchair. The Post said that Cawthorn claimed his friend who was driving at the time left him for dead. He was my brother, <gasps> my best friend, and he leaves me in this car to die in a fiery crash in a fiery tomb can you believe the filth that drips from these scumbags mouths like as if that's not being recorded and it's not going to come back to bite you but it doesn't matter the dumbasses won't re believe the correction because they're they're propagandized they're, and everybody knows it Cawthorn said um he runs to safety deep in the woods and just leaves me in a burning car as the flames start to lick my legs and curl up and burn my left side. He's really getting detailed with the lies. He's, he's a good liar, like all the Republicans. Some of them are bad, but all, it doesn't matter. They'll dupes, believe it. Cawthorn also claimed he was pronounced dead at the scene, but of course that's another lie. Thanks to adrenaline and divine intervention, I definitely believe it was the latter. It was the latter, of course. I had a deep inhale of breath. Oh, thank God. Who would punch trees if you weren't among the living who 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 would call for a um a, a bloodbath if trump loses the next filthy disgusting rigged election who who among us will take up your mantle and madison i mean and marjorie taylor green says hold my beer so here we go the problem, of course, is that none of that is true. According to the person he is disparaging, Brad Ledford, he saved Cawthon's life. Isn't that disgusting? They're so gross. It was the exact opposite. He didn't run into the woods and leave you in a fiery tomb, you filthy prick. Ledford told the Post, the Washington Post, it hurt very badly that he would say something as false as that. 
Well, it hurts everybody. It hurts the whole country. All the falsehoods. That's not at all what happened. I pulled him out of the car the second that I was able to get out of the car. And according to a court deposition, Cawthorn claims he has no memory of the accident. And a police accident report says that the flower, the that Cawthorn was incapacitated but not declared dead. Cawthorn launched his congressional campaign and has long relied on the fictional version of the car accident to reach his political goals. He has also claimed that the crash derailed his dreams of attending the Naval Academy. Another outright lie. Cawthorn was friends with former Representative Mark Meadows' son, Blake, and in, in December of 2013, he convinced Meadows to nominate Cawthorn to the Naval Academy being a pro- via a process that enables a local member of Congress to recommend candidates. But Cawthorn's acceptance also hinged on his grades and other benchmarks. And prior to the car accident, he was rejected from, by, and for, for Romero. He was rejected by the Naval Academy. But that's a little detail in your, in your lie. Who needs, there's some truth in it. You applied or, and you had somebody write a recommendation letter, but you weren't accepted because you suck. You're unfit. So Cawthorn said in a court deposition that he went on a spring break trip to Florida with his friend after his application was denied. Cawthorn has championed himself like a Trump, as a Trump-like candidate, and he has certainly lived up to the hype. For more, more than 30 former classmates of Cawthorn have told BuzzFeed News that they witnessed, experienced, or knew of sexual harassment and misconduct by Cawthorn on his Christian college's campus. In October, more than 160 former students of the same college signed an open letter describing Cawthorn's predatory behavior. It gets worse. He visited Adolf Hitler's vacation home and in an Instagram post marking the occasion described Hitler as the Fuhrer. Okay. And there's a young man and many others right now, not too far from here, about three miles, lying in a cold early grave for the last 75, 77 years. Never got to uh, be 25. So this prick could be elected to Congress after um, visiting Hitler's home and calling him Dear Führer. I hate them. Okay. Well, he's a traitor and we know it. They know it. His lawyer knows it. That's why. His lawyer is citing the, this 
1872 congressional action granting amnesty to Confederate soldiers. <laughs> Unreal. The argument from Cawthorn's lawyer, James Bopp Jr., that's his name, came in response to a legal effort to have Cawthorn declared ineligible for office because he allegedly encouraged and, upon reasonable suspicion, helped aid the insurrection. The legal challenge from a group of North Carolina voters backed by the organization Free Speech for the People alleges Cawthorn violated the third section of the 14th Amendment that states no person shall be a representative in Congress who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. And what what the hell is uh, January 6th but an insurrection and rebellion against the Constitution of the United States? On the phone with TPM, Bop says, There are substantial constitutional defenses, which include the fact that Congress passed the 1872 Amnesty Act. But is that in the Constitution? I don't think so. I don't think it was ever ratified by the states, was it? That you can be a traitor and still be a so-called representative. But to them, it doesn't matter who's in the seat. As long as they're a Republican and are good at creating dumb TikTok videos where they're beating trees up. That's all they have to do. You just got to be a troll when when you're... you're um, Somebody across the hall in your place of work puts up a sign saying uh, transgender rights or whatever, or puts up the trans flag, and you got to make a video of yourself going out and saying, there are only two genders because the pee-pee patrol is here. And they're, they're, so, they're so tediously dumb. It's not even funny. And not only they're dumb, they're just immoral. I, I call them the immoral majority, and I hope it catches on. I'm giving the Democrats all of these great talking points and frames. I hope they listen. Well. Okay, so although the Amnesty Act applied at the time of the Confederate soldiers, uh, at the time to Confederate soldiers who fought in the Civil War, nothing in the law prevented it from being applied in the future, Bop argued. There's nothing in the Amnesty Act that says it's only applicable to the Civil War. God damn you. There's, oh well, oh well. So sorry. Christ. You're traitors. Do we want traitors? An insurrectionist. Bop argued that that this uh, lion prick's actions did not amount to partaking in an insurrection. Okay. You, you're ca he calls for violence constantly. This asshole, bloodbath. Right? They all do, though. Uh, he's just particularly egregious, but it, it's, it, they all do. That's really the truth. They all call for violence because they can't stand democracy. That's it. 
I wish Joe Biden would listen to this show. I really do. Can, couldn't he listen while they're getting them ready for bed? <laughs> just put it on. Just say, stop. Stop with the um, entreating to traitors. You know, patriotic imperative. We're saving this country from an ongoing coup. How hard is that? Yeah, women say Madison Cawthorn harassed them at college. Cawthorn arrived at Patrick Henry College. Blah, blah, blah. Christian, Christian. BuzzFeed News spoke with more than three dozen people, including more than two dozen former students, who described a corrob and corroborated instances of sexual harassment and misconduct on campus in Cawthorn's car at his house at his house near campus four women told BuzzFeed News that Cawthorn was aggressive misogynistic and predatory their allegations include calling them derogatory names in public in front of their peers including calling women sluts or slutty, asking them in inappropriate questions about their sex lives, grabbing their tights, for, or not tights, thighs, duh. I blame my dyslexia. Forcing them to sit in his lap, you know, pulling them down. This is what, how do you force somebody? And kissing and touching them without their consent. Well, thank God he was paralyzed because he probably would have been a serial rapist. It's just not normal behavior. You don't do that. Normal people don't act like that. There's something wrong with them. Something wrong with him. You don't act like that. It's not, it's really, it's not normal. Absolutely. It's abnormal. One of these women now works as an intern for another Republican member of Congress and passes Cawthorn in the corridors of the Capitol, including three women who have firsthand experience and seven people have heard about these incidences at the time. Cawthorn often used his car as a way to entrap and harass women, taking them, he sounds like Ted Bundy, uh, did he ever show up in a cast and say, hey, can you help me with this? I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and he would take them, taking them on what he called fun drives. Sick little prick. Two said he would drive reckless, recklessly and ask them about their virginity and sexual experiences while they were locked in his car while it was swerving all over the road. I real, I mean, sorry that you got into the car, but nobody gets into somebody's car and, and is taken on a joy ride. That, I mean, that is just a sick person, you know? Who does that? Who says, you want to ride? And then you get in the car and they drive recklessly to throw you off balance and you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, hey, you want to blow me? Have you ever blown anybody? Do you want to blow me? Do you want to eat, eat out your friend? Do you want to, uh, can I touch your boobs? Can I, uh, can I masturbate? Would you like to see my dick? I mean, that's what they do. That's what it was like, I'm sure. And I, I whatever. <laughs> 
That's who they are. Is that normal? That's normal behavior. Drive recklessly while asking them about their virginity and sexual experiences locked in a moving vehicle. Sick. I realized he was taking me out to the middle of nowhere, said Caitlin Coulter, a former classmate who, who unfortunately went for one of these drives with him during a senior year. We were on a, on these small, like, one or two-lane back roads, and I felt so uncomfortable and nervous and not even something I, can, I think at the time I couldn't put my finger on, but I was feeling just like danger warning. This is a fucking serial killer. You make a mistake, you get in the car with somebody and, and stupid, I mean, of course, that's a dumb mistake, but you shouldn't be murdered for it or raped. BuzzFeed News sent, especially when you're young, young people do shit like this. BuzzFeed News sent Cawthorn a detailed list of allegations in this story his communications director can you uh, this is where we live a scumbag like Cawthorn has a communications director and I'm here please become a patron <laughs> it's always it always devolves into that Mika Block did not respond to the specific allegations but of course referred to BuzzFeed News that um, the young Republican had made during a campaign debate in September saying I have never done anything sexually inappropriate in my life which you are a liar if I have a daughter I want her to grow up in a world where people know explicitly uh, to ask her before touching her I mean shut up that's what you're thinking right now I mean you're thinking about touching your own daughter <laughs> sick if I had a son, I want him to be able to grow up in a world where he would not be called a sexual predator for trying to kiss someone? Who said that? Oh, it's you're a victim again. Is that it? You're a victim. Is that what all you were trying to do, Maddie? When you put these, well, invited women into your car and then took them on a fun ride, so-called? I'm just trying to kiss them. Sick. Sick. And they're making... And they make society sick. That's it. They're sick. They don't even have the decency to get help. They're sick. Cawthorn is 25-year-old. The youngest member of Congress. Shut up. That's a... That's a um, it's just... It's one of the markers of our decline. It's nothing to celebrate. Really? God. Goes to show you that they they you put they you could put on a, a put up a turd for these fuckers with a Republican elephant in it. And they vote for it because that's what they got. Work walking. Turds walking. Treasonous turds walking. Cawthorn has made get ready. All right, I'll give you a minute. Has made his Christian faith the center of his political identity. 
going so far to say to an interviewer with Jewish Insider soon after winning his race last November that he tried to convert Jewish and Muslim people to Christianity because he's a douchebag across the board. He's a douchebag on all levels. The Lord and the Bible and the value systems I've gotten through Judeo-Christian values, he said, it affects every single decision I make. He also posts often about his faith on Instagram. I guess that's between beating up half-dead trees. Like a dick. Oh, God. And sharing photos of the Bible and writing about how much prayer and the Lord uplift and guide him through life's battlefields. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You hear this shit? Oh, yeah, he uh, is building an image of himself as a true patriot. True patriot. Because they're traitors. They're just goddamn traitors. And they have to be like, I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. You see my hat? You see my gun? You see my red, white, and blue stupid shirt? You see... I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. I have no idea what that means. I don't. I, I have no idea about being the decent person, much less a patriot. <sighs> Fucking shit. All right, I'm looking at the time. Maybe we'll do a show tomorrow. I don't know. I do know I had more things to talk about. But I, I promised myself I was going to go to bed at a decent time because I'm not, I'm still kind of, you know, not feeling a thousand percent. And I feel my throat a little. Hope I don't, eh, whatever, I have COVID. Then at least you will never hear me say, please become a patron again. Look on the bright side. But I, there was other things I needed to talk about. We, we, maybe, maybe. If I do a show tomorrow, we'll see. Will you guys show up? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yep, Shadow Star A says, how are these guys not in jail? I agree. I, I, that's the baffling part. Whew. All right. I did have more to talk about. Okay, well, whatever. My friends, remember that on Friday we'll be, we'll have a little, uh, we'll have a guest, a nice person who sings about labor history and whatnot. That'll be nice. So we'll talk about labor history in the United States and and the stupid Republicans. Oh, yeah, they're always at, at the top of the list. And all right. Maybe we'll have a show tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. I'll try. If I get to bed early tonight, we can go. We can do a show. But, uh, you know, it all started because I, I got off track early with this photo. So it uh, cut into the time <laughs> that I should have used talking about the other thing I wanted to Because I wanted to talk about the well the title of the show they republicans never miss the opportunity to divide the american people 
And that's what's going on with the, uh, their mask, undoing mask mandates and Glenn Youngkin and setting people against each other. It's, and it really needs to be framed like that. But, of course, the corporate media doesn't do it. They go for the both sides. Maybe I should do... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll do a little video. I don't think I'll have the time, though. So maybe we'll do a show. I don't know. Don't hold me to it 100%. We'll see how I feel tomorrow. You're right. Shadow Star Ace. Rest is super important, Tara. I need it. Especially with my fibromyalgia. I'm getting old, guys. You can tell. And I'm also getting crankier. And if that's even possible, probably, eh, whatever. I'll talk about it with my shrink. Guys, we will win. Huh? Because we're on the right side of history. Well, that's true. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. This is my junior's junior. And I'll see you very soon. <laughs> That's right.